0: The reason we chose that terminology is we don't want you to be afraid to say, hey, this is our brand now, and we need to make sure we're using it. Welcome to the Must Increase Podcast, where we equip you to communicate your message, reach more people, and ultimately increase his name through your church. I am Luke Clayton, your host, and I'm here, as always, with the producer of the podcast, Bo Snyder. And Bo, we are in the, I believe it's the seventh episode of this series, and uh, once again, not to be confused, we are on level six. There's actually one more episode after this. <laughs> confusing. Yeah, I know, right? I like, let yeah, me let me not confuse you by confusing you a little bit more. That's anyway. okay. Anyways, we are uh, in a podcast series uh, discussing the seven levels of creation creative media. This is a, a process that we've developed over the years of working with churches, because a lot of churches, uh, and really, it's like I said, it's four churches, but it really could be applied to really just about any yeah. organization, field of marketing. But a lot of times we know as church leaders especially, it's just really hard for them to know where do I start or what do I do, right. what's a clear plan, a clear path for me to follow to to get me uh, to, to improve this, You know, sure. to do better, to, or to even start this, maybe I don't have have anything, you know, how do I get there? And so this is the seven levels of creative media. And of course, we are we have been diving into uh, the podcast here, a different episode talking about each level. Uh, and But a free resource that we have available right now to kind of help you as you continue to work through these is the uh, the Seven Levels of Creative Media Guide. It's a free download available at our website, mustincrease.com, uh, or check the show notes, uh, mustincrease.com. You can get that uh, sent right to your inbox. It's the Seven Levels of Creative Media Guide. It's completely free, once again. So once, uh, head over to mustincrease.com or check the link in the show notes to get that. Now, by way of review, uh, Bo, I think I did a review last time, so why don't you, you review yeah. us yeah. here? I'll
1: review uh, briefly. Um, obviously, the longer we go, the more we have to review. So yep, I'll, yep, I'll, I'll more keep more. it very short. You, you, and, you tend to do that. for those of us that are... What? <laughs> well, I keep it short. Oh, okay. yeah. I was like... It's what not an that? insult. <laughs> I
0: said, you, you, I tend to be more long-winded. Okay. Okay. I'll confess. I I like,
1: I'm not the long-winded one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cleared up. let make sense. All right. As we were. As we were. As far as review goes, for those that have been listening... I'm um, you've been following along and you're enjoying it. If you have not, probably a good idea to go back and catch up. So once again, every one of these is important and they do build on each other. So probably a good idea to do that. So number one, I will start for free. Use what you got. Find re, uh, free resources. You can just you can start somewhere. You yeah. really can. Just start no excuse somewhere. not to just start. No excuse not to start. It's probably one of the hardest ones. Um, that goes into increase your investment, which is a step number two, increase your investment of time, uh, put a little bit of money into it, um, get someone to help you out, just increase your investment all around. Once you have that, you're going to make a plan. So mm-hmm. step three is make a plan. You've started, you got some steam going, you put a little money into it, a little bit of time, and now you're going to have a plan. Um, I'm not going to throw my quotes in there about plans because we got to move forward. <laughs> We've said that got one some, enough, we got, I go, We'll go back and listen to some good quotes I got about plans. After that, Uh, Number four is a little bit more difficult. It's more of a philosophy than, you know, kind of specific steps, but that is define your message. Now, that one, we talked about some specific brands. They have different messages. What what are you trying to communicate through your brand, through your uh, your look, you know, with your church? What are you trying to say? And once again, if you want to find more about that, go back and listen to that entire episode. Mm -hmm. Really good stuff. And then last week, we talked about enhance your look. Which is that's when we, we're physically, we're changing the look of our, our website, our, our screens, they're changing we're changing colors and logos and um, whatever it is. Whatever people are physically seeing in our church, we've enhanced it, we've changed it, we've refreshed it. That's where we are right now. And now we're at step six, which is? This
0: is Enforce Your brand. En- yeah, it sounds you. a little bit, uh, <laughs> I guess, intense to some extent. Well, but it's going to get
1: intense here in a few minutes. Yeah, well, I was going
0: to say, in the spirit of having our messaging right, we actually did go back and forth on how to word this. Well, you know, we were like, do we say implement? Do we say introduce? No, the word we chose was enforce, and there is a reason for that, and here's why. Uh, there is a difference between enforcing and maybe just informing. So here's a good illustration. All right. How many times... Have we been pulled over for speeding by a police officer? And maybe uh, he's just kindly informed us that we were breaking the law. Now, yeah, occasionally you hear the story where you got off with a warning. It board. happens. Yeah. It may, but honestly, maybe one in five times that you add that that actually pretty happens. Pretty good numbers. If you're That's, pretty out, good. Yeah. That's pretty good. That's <laughs> pretty good. I was going to say. Uh, but um, most, in most cases, it's uh, here's a ticket. Um, And this is a fine that you have to pay, you have to go to court, whatever it is, because there is some incentive there, uh, and in that case it's a negative incentive, that enforces the law. And so when we're talking about enforcing, we're informing is simply giving, letting someone know. Okay, hey, just want to let you know you're breaking the rules all right uh, or, or I've, I've even heard it this way like what if what if instead of speed limit signs we just had signs that said Be safe you know or <laughs> drive drive at a decently slow speed or, or whatever okay uh, that that doesn't work. You have to be more forceful, and so uh, whereas informing is simply letting someone know, um, enforcing is incentivizing others to actually uh, follow the in this case, guidelines that you've set for a brand. Now, we're not saying that when someone prints the wrong logo or uses your brand in a bad application, you know, that you, you know, oh, I'm going to have to fine you 50 bucks. Okay. We're, if you want to go that route, let's see what happens, but I doubt that's going to be the best way to enforce your brand.
1: There might be a few guys out there that are like, it's not a bad idea. Yeah. I, it might be yeah. worth it.
0: There might be a few Barney Fife types out there. Uh, and, uh, well, I. Barney Fife, I just said that. Like, like I forget. I think it's awesome. I think it's that. awesome. I, I yeah, love we Fife, grew up man. watching that. But, <laughs> but I'm like, how many people out there are still watching it anyway? But yeah, there might be a few people like that out there. But by and large, uh, positive reinforcement is best. And and when we say enforce, we're not talking about being some type of jerk or some type of tyrant or something. Uh, but I think we're, what we're trying to say is uh, the reason we chose that terminology is we don't want you to be afraid to say, hey, this is our brand now and we need to make sure we're using it. Right. Uh, you've put a lot of a lot of time into it and and, and money and so you need to be using it.
1: If, if you have come this far, if you have done the steps and, and whether you know with our help or without our help, mm-hmm. that's not, not not relevant is if you have done this, you should take pride and say, hey, this is a process mm-hmm. that is in place And once again, like Luke said, you know, you don't just, you know, simply run around and throw things away and how dare you make this like, no, <laughs> go around informing people of, hey, we are trying to transform our church, our department, whatever it is. And then after the informing gives you a little bit of like, okay, I informed you about mm-hmm. this. Now I'm going to enforce it. Yeah. So, so there's no, there's no reason for you to not kind of get on board mm-hmm. and try to help me with this process. Yeah. So. And, Take it and run with that. And
0: we're very aware, aware that this process is easier said than done. Much easier said. Um, as, and especially, it really depends on, there's a couple factors that can play into that. First of all, the age of your church. Uh, if you have a church with like a rich heritage that's been around for a long time. Uh, that's gonna. And in fact, that's the the church that I used to uh, to work at. Uh, this was one of the big projects I was tasked with. Uh, was to rebrand our entire ministry. Well, uh, the the church at the time was celebrating sixty years, uh, with a logo that they had had for probably twenty uh, and a brand and a look, and it, it was definitely outdated. It was time and to to update it. And uh, the process of doing that. I mean, I'm not I'm not exaggerating when I say we we're, were looking at about a three to five-year process to truly, fully implement and enforce this new brand. Uh, now, that's, that's, that's probably worst-case scenario because the other thing that played into that is that it wasn't just a, a, a more established church. It was a, a larger church. Um, and so the larger – that's the second factor that can play it to it is the larger the church – The more, uh, the more, you know, probably uh, opposition you're going to face because there's more people involved. You know, the larger the staff, the more people that work on your team there. And so there are, there can be a lot of moving parts to this and it can be easier said than done, but it can be done. And uh, so we're just going to go through some practical ways of how you can enforce your brand. Now, and I will say this this is another reason that we encourage you to simply get rid of. Of and start to, uh, if you will, weed out applications of a bad or outdated or old logo before introducing a new one. So, for example, if people just notice, hey, you know, the, the a lot of times people aren't going to notice that maybe the logo is gone. You know, that the bulletin that they received one week that had a logo, you know, printed on the back corner, and then the next week it's not there. There there might be a few people that take notice, but most people it's not going to phase them. However, if you were to all of a sudden change that logo then people are going to take notice. And so this is a good reason to phase out a bad logo before introducing a new one. And so that's why levels one, once again, this is why levels one through five are in the order that they are in. Uh, And so now, though, you are enforcing it and you are... Putting starting to put that new logo on stuff. So put it on your website, uh, put it on your print materials, put it on your screen. Start to put it on like your social media profile pictures. Like you can put your logo in there. I, and I'm using logo uh, as a specific example. But there, we know there's, as we kind of discussed in the last episode, a little bit. There's a lot more to logo to a brand and a visual identity than just a logo. It's just the dominant aspect. Right. So start
1: I'll, start using specific colors. Yes. And, you know whatever you know. Colors, most, typefaces. Yeah. Most churches or schools they have like hey these are our school colors or our church colors and, you know, make sure yep. people are using those. And
0: So that. one of the best ways you can enforce it is really without having to say anything, just start putting the logo up and, you know, Hey, we're displaying it in our, on our screens and our services. Now we are, uh, we're, we're putting it on our bulletins. We are putting it on our outreach materials and on our website. And, and, and that alone uh, enforces it. People, right. people, like I said, whether they, you know, say something about it, you know, to you or something, but subconsciously they're going to know, so there's something new. There's something new going on. Now, when
1: you, going back to when you kind of had to rebrand the church, did you create any kind of like a a guide for other people or mm-hmm. kind of like, Hey, this is a, the, if I can't get to something, if you have like, this is a standard, you can, things can go out if it has this and looks like this. Mm-hmm. Is that practical or? Oh
0: yeah. Yeah. Oh, and that's the next thing is like, you know, after you've just kind of started simply putting it up places, now you develop a, what a term for it would be like a style guide or a branding guide. Okay. And yes, we, we had something like that. Ours was really simple. It was just like a one page PDF, that said, here's the logo, here's the colors, uh, here's the fonts, uh, and so forth. So it can be really simple. I've seen really complex ones, though, that go into more detail. And they say, here is when you use this logo and where. And all of this just has to do with brand integrity. Um, once again, it seems this seems like, wow, this is a lot of work and a lot of like policy and procedure just for a logo. But once again, we talk about these powerhouse brands. We've been talking about Nike, Apple. Uh, when you look on um, their site, once again, Bring an apple back into Bring the apple just back. hey why not um, we um, so with Apple whenever you look at uh, you know like this is a podcast and we release this on the uh, iTunes Store the Apple Podcast Store um, there they have branding procedures and policies that you have to follow in order for your podcast to remain published uh, and to remain seen in the store you have to if you violate their branding guidelines you risk your podcast or in this case in this case podcast but it come, same thing happens with like their App Store and stuff like if you're trying to Put an app out there. They have these branding guides that you have to follow, and so uh, that is how you have a reputable brand. Is because you didn't only take the time to make it and, and and make sure that it looks good, but you actually enforce it. And so, a styling guide is a great thing. So, uh, you know, uh, and, and here's what we always say about when it comes to really anything, but when it comes to one of these guides. It's always better to set a really high standard and set the bar high and make it, if you will, seem really strict and then maybe make exception than to set the bar really low and then, but be like, oh, but wait, you know, and trying to go the other way, if that makes any sense. Yeah, it does. And so, um, so with this, Like You may feel like, oh, man, this is a lot of rules I'm making about this brand, but it's better to set the bar too high uh, when it comes to that and then just make make occasional exception. Uh, And so, for example, this is one of those things you may start doing, and then after time, you may not feel like you have to do this anymore. But when you first implement the brand, you need to really consider, hey, if you are the person in charge of branding and media and marketing at your church, then every new item – that is going to be published, whether it be published in print or published online or published on social media or whatever, it needs to come through you first. It needs to cross your desk. You need to just ensure that the brand is being used. Now, depending on the, your personality type and the ministry type, that can seem really tyrannical, but honestly, it's really essential. Well, at least I, was, at I was
1: just going to say, it sounds like a lot, which it is, but, but what we mean by that is not everything has to be created by you. Oh, no, it just definitely has to at least not. pass your eyes Yeah, because we, we work with people, you know, I mean, you know, the head pastor, he doesn't even check. It's someone, you know, his assistant or something that says, yep, that looks yeah. good. You know, go ahead and send it to print or whatever. It just goes by someone to say, yep, that's us. Looks great. You yep. know, obviously typos and all that kind of stuff. Yep. is something different. But as far as the look goes, yes, mm-hmm. that's it. Send it
0: on, and that's a good clarification to make because, like we said, going back to a few episodes ago, where I was made the really harsh statement that if you think you're good at everything, get over yourself or whatever. (laughs) Well, honestly, that's not. We're not justifying that you need to feel like you need to have ultimate control of everything, and oh, I'm just going to design and I'm just going to make everything, even if someone wants to, you know, send a letter out to, you know, um, I'm sending a letter on a letterhead. I have to, I have to write that letter and design it. Well, no, that's that's kind of ridiculous. But uh, at least at the beginning. Uh, you need to at, at the first you know few mo- weeks or months or whatever or however long it takes of enforcing your brand you need to be looking it over you need to make sure hey I just want to make sure we're following our brand guidelines and everything and then like I said you can kind of loosen the reins as people because people will learn they'll just learn okay this is how it's supposed to look look rather kind like of get that down uh, however I mean there should probably always be certain types of things that you look at that you make sure um, you know we always look at this way, the broader the audience of the piece, the more, you know, kind of regulation it needs. So for example, if you're going to be sending, you know, some type of invitation to maybe, you know, 20 ladies in the church, uh, well, that's probably not as important as the mailer. That's going to go out to 10,000 in the community or the Facebook ad that you're going to run. That's going to get, uh, you know, that you're paying for, you know, hundred thousand impressions or whatever uh, you're doing. So, so you get, you have to, you know, kind of determine, Hey, what, what, uh, what makes this, um, uh, I guess need me to look at it or whatever. But yeah, that's what the style guide is for is to help people understand that. Um, And then, uh, and then obviously, like we said, this covers everything, Um, not just the logo, the, the fonts, the typefaces, the colors, um, stuff like that. Um, And then with this, I, I, I like this big, bold note that Bo added here because we've already hated I, on it.
1: I put this in honor of Luke. We, we, we both feel this way, yes, but this is something that but, he...
0: Because we've already hated on it in, a, in the past few episodes. Clip art is not acceptable ever. Clip art is
1: not acceptable I just think, ever. I just
0: think that needs to be, and, and Bo agrees with me, that needs to be part of your... Even... Hey, no style guide, forget it. Just make that. Yeah, yeah, no style Never way. use clip art. Forget this manual. For a just... lot of churches, that'll be a huge step to if... delete the clip art library.
1: Yeah, and some people out there are like, well, we gotta have, we gotta use that because the this ministry uses it, this minister uses it, and, and this is this is something else that you can do. Is it's just a practical thing. Is if you're afraid of that kind of stuff, just limit what you're sending out. I mean, because mm-hmm. there's so, so many churches, you know, they have. You know different ministries which is awesome but every single one of them has a different person you know making handouts mm. and you know and, you know, things or whatever it is is if you can limit that i mean somehow i, I don't have an exact you know formula for to how to limit those but you say hey we just make a instead of everybody having their own um, design for like a, a, a life stage class how about we have one template and then everyone kind of fill in the blanks or yeah. something, you yeah. know, like well, hey, here's one with a a, um, a logo on top, mm-hmm. a letterhead, letterhead, letter letterhead, getting an whatever, accent Whatever over you there. call that thing, <laughs> uh, I'm from the north proudly. <laughs> letterhead, um, that's more southern. anyways continue. yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> Moving on, as as we were. <laughs> <laughs> but my point is is just if you make things easy for people, they'll probably use it. Like, yeah. hey, here's just a template for you. Okay, sure, I'll use it. It mm-hmm. looks great. Fine.
0: Well, and that's a good point you make there, something that um, we haven't really mentioned now. But as you're getting the levels four through six, this is a good time to simplify and streamline what you do in terms of your your visual media uh, and your messaging in general. So yeah, maybe like, like a, common, a classic example is like a website. When it's time to revisit your website, not only do you need to maybe revisit the look, but... It's, it's the, I, I can almost guarantee you on 90% of church websites, even if they look good, they have information that's irrelevant and doesn't need to be on the site. Or it's positioned in the wrong place on the site. For example, very few people care about the history of your church. Very, very few people. Few. If you want to have it on your website, It does not need to be front and center, and it just needs to be very minimal. Of course, it needs to be messaged in the right way and everything and all that as well. But uh, a lot of times we see these websites that contain so much information. That was part of the rebranding process when I was working for this church was I had to go through and also simplify the website because it just had way too much, way too much information. And uh, it was almost like people, people, because they see too much when they come to the site, they just you know, they they pass their their brain is is literally overwhelmed by information and uh, and it's actually it's I don't want to get in all the science of it but it's actually a survival technique thing that kicks in and says this is going to take too much work for you to try to figure this out pass and so <laughs> um, and so yeah this is a good time in general we talked about websites but just in general to streamline and simplify your information and in that process like you said Bo it would be maybe simplifying just you know what type of 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 media materials and options that you even have available and use. I like this. I think we've got this in the notes somewhere and we've talked about this before. Don't have like 30 varieties of outreach cards and outreach like, Temp- uh, materials like uh, I think of the old school track rack you know you, you've seen and I've still there's still <laughs> churches that have them. Still have them I'm actually thinking of one in my mind and, and, and they're great people good people I know the pastor there but they've got this track rack and it is just loaded with every tie ty- I'm, I'm not like when we say 30 it's really probably not an exaggeration no, I,
1: I know exactly what you're talking about and, I can think I'm, of one similar that and makes- it's like it's like oh well here's
0: one that's for that's that's Got an America theme, and here's yeah. one. It's, uh, it's like a
1: harvest field, and this one. And this is one oh a... Oh,
0: and then here's two or three Christmas varieties when Christmas rolls around. Yeah. And and uh, and the thing is, is and the reason you want to simplify, especially when it comes to what you're doing for outreach, uh, is that's where branding comes in. It's a, it's a unified experience. So, for example, if I passed out a. Um, a you know i gave someone an outreach card here that had a a harvest theme or whatever and then i gave them a different or or they went on uh facebook and they saw an ad with a graphic that was you know a different theme that was uh you know maybe just something more generic in their mind, the person, because because here's, here's an interesting stat just to throw out there. A lot of times, uh, it takes a person about eight touches, or in other words, they have to interact with your brand about eight times before they actually take notice and say, oh, I might want to, in this case, attend that church. And so when they see, okay, the physical card they gave me has this harvest theme, and then the online, or the, the ad I saw on Facebook has this more generic thing, in their mind, it's not the same brand. No. even though it has the same church names, the same location mentally, uh, and, and they have not made the connection that those are, th- those two are the same place, the same represent the same church. And so you're just having to work even harder to get that, like getting eight touches. That's a lot. That is quite a bit. And so if you just lost the battle, because now in their mind, they still only got one touch, if that makes sense there. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, I think that's a great point to make, like simplify things in general,
1: this, um, this is something I saw. I didn't even uh, see this in your notes, but I was just thinking about it there for a second. This is really neat. Is For people on your staff, print business cards and connect their name oh yeah. with the brand. Yeah. When, when somebody has something that looks sharp and they're proud of it, they will work a little yeah. bit harder to to kind of protect it and enforce it. Well,
0: that's a great, yeah, that's a great concept there for, and yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that because I was going to skip over that because I kind of wasn't reading the notes very well. Um, But uh, I'm glad you brought that up because yeah, if you are struggling getting, you know, someone on your team, whether they're on the staff there or maybe they're just a volunteer um, to really get on board with the new brand, maybe they're resistant to it for whatever reason, yeah, print business cards for them that have their name, their contact, their email, their phone number, all that on there. That's obviously very sharp looking. Has the church's new brand, the new typefaces and colors and logo and all that included. And just say, hey, here you go. This we got you. You know, five hundred business, five hundred business cards uh, for you to to use. Uh, and 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 that can just make a nice subtle connection with them of my name is associated and who I am is associated with this church and this brand. And it gives them a little sense of confidence.
1: It makes it personal. It makes so, them part of it.
0: So if you, you, you know that that's a little bit of an investment you have to make, you know, business cards are usually pretty cheap, but you know, um, but if you, 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 feel that you're having a particular struggle, that's a great way to, uh, to maybe get someone on board with a new brand if they're uneasy. Another thing too, we'll say about enforcing the brand, just another practical step. Um, you know, nowadays there's Dropbox, there's Google Drive, there's these file sharing uh, systems and cloud storage. Uh, and so, um, um, your church uh, it most likely is using something like that. There's a good chance they are. Maybe you're, you've still got like an on-site server or something. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, no, what I'm saying, though, is get a common location where you store all the files they're going to need for the brand. So where you keep all the logo files in and, and a file format that works for their computer, um, where you keep all the font files so they can install those on their computer. Another thing is, like, if you do have letterhead or something, like, hey, here is here is the template. The the logo and the fonts are already built in. All you have to do is just use the template for whatever your your uh, you know letter you're gonna write or whatever it may be. So that's just a real the, practical way uh, to to like because you can't complain that they're not using the new brand if you didn't provide them the resources. I to was do so. I was
1: just gonna say if you provide it for them and the easier you make it for your staff or for whoever is gonna use it the more quickly they'll adapt to it mm-hmm. and say, okay, this is, it was an easy transition. But if, yep. they, if you say, Hey, you got to use this stuff. Well, I don't have any, yeah. you, you know, it's like, they're going to, well, forget that. You yeah.
0: Know? <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's like, yeah, like, like I, I deal with this. I, I, I've dealt with this with clients. When we design uh, what churches or, or whatever, we design a, a, a logo for them or whatever and uh, send them the files. Uh, well, sometimes, you know, they don't download. Yeah, you'll be surprised how it's like I sent you the files and you didn't download them. You know, I emailed them to you. They did. For whatever reason, they kind of missed that. And then, you know, later they're they're saying, you know, you're seeing, seeing what they've posted on, you know, social media. And you're like, they're not using the logo we made. And, you know, <laughs> there's been occasions where I've reached and said, hey. You know, why are you not using the logo? You know, my feelings are kind of hurt. You're not using my logo, you know. And this, oh, you know, I don't have the files. You know, I never got them. It's like, okay, well, check your email, but, you know, send them right. to you again so you can have them. <laughs> check your email. And you check your email. It does help often. But but the, the point being is, you know, if if you've never provided that and never given them a place to use it, you know, because I know sometimes we just tend to think negatively But well, they're just being belligerent, whatever. It's like, oh, well, they don't have the files that they need. They don't have the resources they need to, you know, actually use the brand. So uh, just have having a common folder and that's where you can keep that like you know maybe a pdf version of that style guide you can keep the logo files the templates the things that they're going to need for the brand just keep it all there we we have
1: we have our own dropbox folders of hey branding and you know all these different things everything you need for branding and Mm -hmm. you know all that is right there for you just got to go through and find it and
0: the more you can make the the better so for example uh like here here's a logo but here's also like a um uh just um a graphic that's maybe formatted to be like uh, for a screen that you can use that has our logo on it and here's one that's formatted that you could use for social media whatever the more you can provide practical resources the more chance of people will actually use it uh, and so yeah enforcing your brand it's very important it sounds kind of uh, uh, if you will sounds can sound kind of like whoa oh, do I have to be mean or whatever not necessarily once again we are we're just trying to incentivize people in a positive way to use the brand that you have worked hard uh, and, and spent a lot of your time and resources on to develop fell up Uh, and so uh, that is the sixth level oh and I do want to mention this we mentioned this in the last episode but when it comes to levels four five and six this is where I creative team pro service really comes in handy Um, and uh, like we announced in the last episode uh, we've recently changed our pricing so now the pricing starts at 195 but all the pricing aside, we actually do allow you to try it free for seven days, so you can basically get a week of of us working for you at no cost to you. And if you don't like us, no hard feelings. We just we just want you to do something. We, we really it, do. do we just want you, we want to help take your church to the next level. And if we aren't the ones to really facilitate that for you, so be it we're going to find someone who can. And so uh, head over to creativeteampro.com. Get started there. First seven days are completely free. Uh, and so we'd love to, uh, we'd love to have you. Uh, we'd love to help you. We really would. We, we'd love to help. And even if you just, we like to mention this from time to time, even if you just want help, like hit up our website, yep. uh, schedule a call with us. Uh, we, we do, um, at this time, all coaching and consulting calls are pretty much free. Uh, we, uh, we, uh, we'll take a scheduled call anytime you want to talk to us. Uh, schedule a call with us. We'd love to connect with you there. Well, this is six. There's it's one more six, level one to, go. More to go. One more to go. And uh, so we're going to talk about level seven in the next episode. And once again, if you want that free resource, head over to mustincrease.com to get the seven levels of creative media guide. And that's a free download. And uh, like we've been saying, quick mention on this you can win a $100 gift card by writing a review and rating us on iTunes. Uh, we're going to announce the winner here in the next few weeks. But uh, so it's not too late to enter. And uh, so uh, thanks always for sharing, for subscribing. And uh, we hope you join us on the next episode Uh, Special thanks to our associate producer Jonas Clayton for his help in producing this episode And as always The producer himself, Bo Snyder uh, Does a great job here on the podcast Would not be possible without him And so on behalf of Bo And myself, I want to thank you again for joining us Right here on the Must Increase Podcast Where we equip you to communicate your message Reach more people And ultimately increase his name Through your church